0: And we know um, from the Bible that the spirit is truth. And a lot of the problems with uh, depression and anxiety are thoughts entering your mind that aren't true. And it's really hard to see that at the time. These things that we tell ourselves, at least in my life, I've experienced these moments where I'll be telling myself something like, you are never gonna get this right, you're a failure, you're, you're so stupid, you are a monster. And then the spirit just stops you and says, that's not true.
1: Welcome to Stories of Hope in Hard Times, the show that explores how people endure and even thrive in difficult times, all with God's help. I'm your host, Tamara K. Anderson. Join me on a journey to find inspiring stories of hope and wisdom learned in life's hardest moments. My guest today is the author of The Holy Ghost from A to Z and the host of the podcast Latter-day Saint Book Nook, where she pulls religious insights from books of all genres. She enjoys writing and speaking about gospel topics in a way that's clear and focused on personal application. She graduated from Brigham Young University with a degree in human development, and she now uses that degree to develop three of her own little humans with her husband, Vlad. They currently live in Utah. I am so pleased to welcome back to the podcast, Liz Cousinji. Liz, are you ready to share your story of hope?
0: Yes, I am looking forward to it.
1: Awesome. So I was able to have Liz on the show a couple of months ago, and I'm so excited to bring her back. But before we dive into Liz and her story, I just wanted to break the ice with a little known fact. And that is that, Liz, you trained guide dogs for the blind for 12 years. Oh, my gosh. I've never I I know that that happens, but I guess I've never thought of the training that must go into that. How did you get into that?
0: (laughs) Um, yeah, so it's pretty simple. I I wanted a dog and my parents said, Oh, if we get a dog, then we're gonna be the ones taking care of it. You know, how <laughs> the, the kid says, Oh, I'll do everything and then yes. the mom ends up doing everything. Um, but then a uh, a couple in my congregation, they were training dogs at the time, and I learned about it and I said, Hey mom, if we train a guide dog, then it really will be with me a lot of the time oh. <laughs> at school and at church. Oh and, and
1: yeah, that's
0: right. Yes. Yeah, so I kind of snuck my way into that and <laughs> we, we trained, I trained three um, when I was in junior high and then I took a break in high school. And then when I got back to college, I trained um, several more and I just loved it because I love dogs and I got to have one with me practically 24 seven.
1: Wow. Now, how long does it take to train a dog?
0: Um, You get them when they're about eight weeks old. So when they're this, you know, little cute little puppy. And then you give them back when they're about 15 months old. And that, of course, is the hardest part because you've just grown to love this dog and then you have to give it away. Um, But then you fill that hole in your heart by just training another one. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I did it for so long. Uh, And I finally stopped when I had kids. So I traded puppies in for kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. That is such a fun, fun thing. So it's probably good you had a guide dog and something to comfort you because life hasn't always looked super smooth for you, has it? <laughs> no, no, just like anybody. Oh my goodness. Now, one of the cool things about Liz is that she has written this book, which just launched here. And the Holy Ghost from A to Z. And so I thought it would be fun to take some of the hard times in your life and, and look back and see how the Holy Ghost helped you during those hard times and, and help us all recognize, oh, maybe that is God guiding me through his spirit in my hard times. So why don't we take, why don't you take us back to the time in your life when you were going to college? Well, we'll preface it with you went to high school and you were totally involved in music, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. So I, um, I played percussion. I also played several other things, piano and guitar, and, um, I was obsessed with music. Um, I was in at the state level. Um, I was even at the national level for, for percussion and my life was totally planned around music. And I got this great scholarship, music scholarship, and I went to college super excited. Um, I would hear i would hear other freshmen um talk about you know people would ask what are you majoring in and they would say oh i don't know you know i'm just still figuring it out and i'd kind of like be all proud and say oh well i know what i'm going to do like i had my life planned out <laughs> <laughs> well um about 2 weeks into the semester my passion for music just turned off like a light switch it was wow. it was crazy all that i had planned, um, I knew couldn't happen because I just lost that passion. I, I still loved music, but I knew that I couldn't do it as a career or study it or anything like that. And um unfortunately this happened the day after the ad drop deadline. So I couldn't actually oh, no. <laughs> I couldn't actually <laughs> drop my music classes. <laughs> so I was stuck a semester doing music classes that I knew I, you know, wouldn't Help me at all in the long run.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so people, when they heard that I wasn't going to major in music anymore, there were a lot of people that were just shocked and even disappointed. Um, and I just thought, well, nobody's more disappointed than me because yeah. I just had this this life plan. And so uh, I finished off this, that semester, and and then I thought, okay, I'm just going to take generals, figure out you know what what speaks to me, what I like. And I ended up settling on human development and it's, it's a lot like psychology, but instead of just kind of in the mind, it's also um, how the family affects things, how um, you know, different types of development and, and society and, and how everything works together to develop a human basically.
1: Mm. Um,
0: and I just fell in love with that and it has helped me so much to be able to see people in a more comprehensive way to judge less it's helped me tremendously um as as a mother um it was actually so the the degree is called family life with an emphasis in human development mm. and um, so that's just helped me a lot in that way and looking back to that um that's i realize now that that's what god wanted me to do he was leading me away from music which had played its part in in so many different ways in high school and throughout my teenage years and um he led me away from that into something else that i needed and something else that he needed me to do
1: wow that is interesting so so this is a a hard concept when When something like this happens in your life, when you're like, "Okay, I'm totally set. I'm on this path, it's gonna go just how I envisioned, and all of a sudden something happens, and it changes, and you're like, "Wait, what?
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's especially hard when it's something that's not inherently bad, like yes. music wasn't bad,
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, right, <clears throat> so. So how did you work through that with God? I mean, did you have like several long conversations with him? What did that look like?
0: Um, I think journaling helped a lot, getting my feelings out with with journaling. And then also just realizing that when I was feeling that disappointment, especially from other people, um, it just brought me comfort to know that God was okay with what I was doing. Mm. You know, that no matter what other people thought, I knew that in his eyes, I was doing what he wanted me to do.
1: It's it's that it goes back to that scripture, and I can't remember where it is, but the putting your trust in the in God instead of in the arm of flesh. Yes. You know that that uh-huh. whole concept, and um, I think I think that's powerful. So you had confidence that God knew where you were even though you didn't <laughs> you're uh-huh. like ah, i hope you see the end of this because i sure don't <laughs> see where it's taking me around the corner through this little mountainous <laughs> region where i don't know if i'm going up or down and finally landing somewhere right <laughs> yeah and there was another thing that played a role in it too
0: um so a few years into college uh, i needed to do an internship um and there was this awesome internship in seattle doing uh, research for for human development, basically going into homes and um, uh, collecting information, collecting data about them and their families. And I was like, stoked about this. I was like, this is perfect. And so I started the application process and was ready to turn it in. And again, it was like that light switch turned off. It was like, God was saying, nope, not, not for you. (laughs) And I was like, why not? Like, this is an awesome thing. (laughs) And, but I, I trusted it and I just said, okay, well, not going to turn in that application. Um, and then later that year I heard about an internship in Romania working in a, um, children's hospital and an orphanage. And this kind of piqued my interest and I was like, huh, that would be, that would be really cool. And so I started like tentatively doing the application for that, like expecting God to, you know, give me another no. Uh, but he didn't, he let me apply. And I got in, and nothing stopped me. And a lot of times, God won't always give me a clear yes, do this, but he won't give me a no. And so I know that that means like, I can go ahead. Mm. And so I went to Romania, and I just had such an incredible experience with those children and with just the the whole thing and it was there that i once again thanked god for taking me away from music and and putting me in that human development because that led me to romania um, which actually later helped me when i was a volunteer in ukraine because i already had that kind of culture that eastern european culture um under my belt so
1: that is so interesting wow you know, I had one I had a, a gal on my podcast a couple of years ago and she called it listening to your god voice. <laughs> you <know laughs> I that? love that. I was like, "Oh, I love that phrase. That's really cool because we we do. We it's almost like we feel like we should do something or we feel we shouldn't do something. And like you said, it's not that some, something is inherently wrong. It's just that maybe it's not the best path for us. And I mean, God isn't going to stop us if we want to go do that thing that we're not feeling good about, but you know, I think it's just his way of it, it's like a temperature gauge, like you can do that. That's fine. But it's not the best thing for you. And then mm-hmm. trusting that he has a best thing for you that he'll show you or lead you to. But it's hard when you're kind of going blind. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So so what are the lessons in your book, The Holy Ghost from A to Z? that that those that that principle applies to yeah so there's a, a couple different ones the one is
0: the um, d chapter direction so the holy Ooh. ghost brings you or can give you direction and that's so important in our lives especially when we're making um, big decisions and then the other one that came to mind is uh, the y chapter which is the holy ghost can reveal your life mission to you Ooh. and it's that idea of uh, things not being, it's not just a good versus evil. It's that good, better, or best that the spirit can lead you to so that you can fulfill what God wants you to fulfill in your life.
1: Mm, That is awesome. I love that so much because he does, he gives us direction and he does help us find our life mission. And sometimes the direction is in, in, in the little minute details of our life or I know my, my daughter the other day was, uh, we were getting ready for dinner and she goes, mom, one of my friends is having a hard time. And I really feel like I need to take, she just made cookies. I feel like I need to take her these cookies, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was just a simple thing. And I said, Hey, if you're feeling that, even though it's dinner time and you feel you need to act on it right now, I said, just don't suppress that, go and follow that thought. And, and, and so she did. And she came back. She said she really needed that. And that meant a lot that I brought her that, you know, mm-hmm. not only the cookies, but the comfort from a friend. Right. And and so it's it's those little decisions in life. Sometimes that we'll have a thought to either do something or not do something. And it might not be as major as uh career in college or something like that. But it's those itty bitty decisions during the day that that we can make or not make to help another person or do not help or whatever. But I, I think that's, that's awesome how it not only gives us direction, but it also gives us guidance in our life's path, you know, when mm-hmm. something major is happening. So it guides us in the big and the little things, I guess, is what it is a different way of saying it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's <laughs> absolutely true. Oh my goodness. Now, another another aspect in your life where the the spirit has blessed and helped you was when you started experiencing some depression and anxiety. Will you take us to that point in your life what it looked like before that and then the triggering factor to you having depression and anxiety? Um yeah, so it's
0: depression and anxiety are things that I studied in college and I kind of had a grasp of intellectually i guess um but it's different when you experience it oh yeah (laughs) and so my i've had three kids uh so far three girls and first pregnancy was totally fine no depression during or after anything like that but my second one that's when i started having depression um and it just came as such a a shock to me like again I, i knew you know intellectually what it was but i didn't even recognize it in myself other than just feeling like something was broken in my brain. Like there was parts of my brain, one that was positive and one that was negative, And it seemed like the positive was just low and the negative was on overdrive. And of course, there's also the stigma of, um, you know, opening up about it. And so I struggled for several months before first realizing what it was. And then opening up to first my family, so my sisters. And they told me that they've struggled with the same thing. They really? told me about the, um, the medication that they've taken. And I thought, okay, there's something genetic here. And like, if medication helped them, maybe it'll help me. Uh, but I was pregnant at the time. And there was this weighing the factors of, okay, will this harm my baby versus, mm. you know, how much will this help me? Um, And that's a personal decision for everybody. But for me, I decided to start taking that um, and it just helped me so much. It just lifted me out of that fog and um, it continued after, um, after I had my baby, but with that medication with some other things that I I learned, I was able to get through that. Um, And then right when I thought I had everything under control, (laughs) I got pregnant with my third child and got anxiety. Oh. And that's another thing that I had heard about. Um, but it was the first time I experienced it. Um, and so just, you know, like I said, just when I thought I had depression under control, I got anxiety. And so now I'm just learning to deal with that. Cause that probably started, um, let's say about a year and a half ago. Wow. And, uh, and still yeah, still working on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I get that because that's something I struggle with as well. And and it's a beast. <laughs> yeah, that's a good you know? word for it. <laughs> it's a beast and, and depression on top of it. Oh my goodness. So how has the Holy Ghost helped you with having these diagnoses and 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 knowing what to do about it? um a lot of different ways um
0: a lot of the comfort and peace that that comes from the spirit but something interesting that i found um is in the the t chapter of my book which is um the spirit can can teach the truth to you Ooh. it can speak truth to you and we know um from the bible that the spirit is truth and a lot of the problems with uh depression or, and anxiety are um thoughts entering your mind that aren't true. And it's really hard to see that at the time these things that we tell that we we tell ourselves that they just we cling to them but they're not true. Hmm. You no know? and it's really hard to see that but like, at least in my life I've experienced these moments where I'll be telling myself something like you are never going to get this right. You're a failure. You're, you're so stupid. You are a monster. And then the spirit just stops you and says, that's not true. And then he will tell you what is true. Hmm. You know, like you are not perfect, but you're trying and God loves you and you're a child of God. And so just trying to, to learn how to dial down those voices from the adversary and trying to listen to the spirit, um, you know, latch onto those moments of truth that can make your mind a lot clearer and, and bring you a lot more hope and happiness.
1: Oh, that is powerful. And, and I think we talked a little bit about this in our, in our last podcast where some of the biggest battles happen within our own mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, That is especially true when you're dealing with mental illness, right? With depression, anxiety, or other facets of mental illness. But have you gotten better at being able to recognize when that negative self talk is happening and replacing the negative with the truth, with the positive? We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll have more lessons, tips, and things you can apply to your life. Stay tuned. How many of you out there feel like your life is chaotic, crazy, and completely awful compared to the norm? What if I were to tell you, you are normal for you? I'm so excited to tell you about my book, Normal For Me, learning to love and accept life's detours with God's help This book took me 10 years to write, and I share 20 years worth of lessons learned in my life detours, including being in a car accident and having two of my children diagnosed on the autism spectrum. In this book, I share the secrets of how I made it from despair to peace with God's help. I talk about being a zombie mom, living in survival mode, learning true faith and how I debunked the myth that God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Normal For Me also includes a bonus diagnosis survival guide at the very end of the book, in which I share 12 tips to survive and thrive in tough times. So, what are you waiting for? Grab your copy of Normal For Me today on Amazon or on my website, TamaraKAnderson.com then have you gotten better at being able to recognize when that negative self-talk is happening and replacing the negative with the truth, with the positive?
0: Yeah, I've definitely gotten better at it. Um, It's hard, especially when you're in that moment. Um, But just the first step is recognizing when it's happening Mm -hmm. and then taking a moment to stop and, and think, is that true? And then letting, and that's when you can let the spirit work on you
1: and kind of lift you up out of that fog, like I said before. Mm -hmm. So do you ask God at that point, when you, when you, when you realize it's happening, do you consciously ask God, help me to see the truth or uh, what does that process look like? I'm just trying to figure it out so that I can better apply it in my own life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Prayer is a huge thing. Praying for me to get through that
0: dark period and praying um that I feel better. Another thing that has helped me is my kids. So they're pretty they're pretty little. They're five, three, and um almost one. And my older kids, I've I've been open with them about um, I say it in their terms, but I say, you know, mama's not feeling well, mama's brain isn't working right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, And they'll pray for me and I'll hear them, you know, help mama to feel better. And, um, (laughs) last week they made me, we were at a park and they made me a little sandcastle birthday cake with little chalk candles and they're like, okay, make a wish and blow them out. And, and I did, and then they're like, what, what did you wish for? And I said, well, if I tell you, (laughs) it won't come true. But then they made me tell them, I said, um, I wish that I could be a better mom and not get so sad and mad all the time. And, uh, you know, our day went on and stuff. And at the end of the day, my little three-year-old was saying her prayer, um, right before bed. And she said, help mama be a better mom. And then, you know, she kept going and she ended her prayer. And I said, so what did you mean by that? Like help mama be a, a better mom. And she said, so that you don't get mad or sad so much. Oh and she remembered that, and she she thought of that, and so that was that was really touching to me
1: Oh, that is so sweet, that is so sweet, and I think you've touched on another thing with depression and anxiety that it is okay to tell people about it
0: Yes, not just okay, but necessary. yeah, <laughs> very absolutely. helpful absolutely,
1: absolutely, and I love that even a three-year-old <laughs> can pray and can help you feel better. You know what I mean? It's just sweet. It's just mm-hmm. sweet. And 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 I think that kind of goes back to uh, just the idea that God never meant for us to live this life here on earth all isolated and by ourselves, mm-hmm. that He he always meant for us to have not only people to help us, but the comfort of the Holy ghost help us. You know, he, he says that in the new Testament that he will send us another comforter. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's an important thing to remember. If you're feeling alone that those feelings of loneliness and that you're not worth interacting with any, uh, anybody else, or you, you need to be strong enough to do this all by yourself. Those aren't, those don't come from God. God wants us. To interact with one another he wants us to learn to love one another he wants us to pray for one another he wants us to minister to one another mm-hmm. and and he wants us to invite that spirit into our lives so that it can help us even in these hard times right so mm-hmm. yeah that's that's beautiful and powerful and it's almost a relief to know that we don't have to do it by ourselves like <laughs> i'm like oh. Well, that's good because by myself, I'm not very great, <laughs> right? Oh my goodness, Liz, this has been so awesome. Um, there's another story I can oh, share. Yeah, why don't you
0: share that really quick? Okay, um, it's and it's connected to Ukraine because it's about my husband, Vlad. Awesome. Um, so when we, I I was a volunteer in Ukraine for a while, about a year and a half. And when I got home, I, um, uh, started talking to a guy in Ukraine and, uh, we fell in love very quickly. We just, uh, a lot of chatting and then a lot of video chatting and we knew that we wanted to get married. And so we started this process of getting a fiance visa. Um, some people have heard, you know, the 90 day fiance of, um, uh, basically you have to have a lot of proof that your relationship is legitimate Mm -hmm. or else they won't give the visa, because some people might try to take advantage of that and just come to the US, try to get a green card and so forth. Um, And so we just, we did all we could to put together our application and everything. Um, But we didn't have any pictures together. And pictures are like a huge thing, (laughs) because it proves that you were together. And that's one of the requirements is that you have to have met in person. And so we just did the best we can, we could. And we so this was about January when we put our application in and we were planning a, a July wedding and um, time went on and, and he set his appointment for the the consulate in Ukraine or whatever to come in for his interview. And that was at the beginning of June. And he went in and we were expecting like a yes or no, you know, yes. Then he would come over here and we'd get married and no, then I would go over there and we'd get married in any case, we would get married. <laughs> we, uh-huh. knew that. we knew that much. Um, so he went to this interview and um, the interviewer was just so conf- confused. He's like, you don't have any pictures together. Like, like is this le- legitimate? You know, and, and Vlad did the best he could to like talk about our relationship and say, said, we didn't date when she was here, like as a volunteer. In fact, we hardly even talked to each other. Um, but we did, you know, know each other, and, and we've since, you know, fallen in love. He told the whole story, and this interviewer was like, um, "Let me get back to you." And so it wasn't that yes or that no; it was this maybe that kind of put us in a really big limbo.
1: Oh, limbo, so hard. I know <laughs> it
0: is. It is a very hard place to be in. And I just remember after hearing that I was just so down because we didn't know what would happen. And I remember going somewhere and, and seeing these happy couples. And I think that when, when you're going through a hard time, you tend to see people in the situation that you want to be in, you know, Mm -hmm. people who are having a hard time having kids, they'll often notice people with kids. And Mm -hmm. I was noticing the happy couples that were just so easily, together and i just wanted to be with you know my fiance and he was thousands of miles away and we couldn't be together and that was just so hard um and it was one one night when i was just praying and crying and just having such a hard time but i felt so much comfort and peace from the holy ghost and it was as if um, nothing, nothing actually changed. Like, no, the visa didn't change that night. Nothing changed. But I just felt so understood by God. And that kind of empathy, like he knew what I was going through. Christ, Jesus Christ suffered, and he knew how I was suffering. And that lifted my spirit so much um, to, to feel that from God. Mm-hmm. And it made me think of the um, the verse in the Bible, the well-known verse, um, Jesus wept. Mm. And it was when he comforted Mary and Martha about Lazarus. <laughs> and he obviously knew that, you know, he would raise Lazarus, um, but he wept anyway. And mm. and he knew that everything would be okay with me and Vlad, but it was like he was there weeping with me. Oh. So,
1: wow! That is oh, and I so should
0: sweet. probably tell the I should probably yeah, tell t- the end I of was going
1: to <laughs> s- tell me how it all finished. I mean, obviously you're married now, but but how did that come to be? Yes. So that
0: interviewer um <laughs> called somebody that had a connection with the embassy who knew both Vlad and me, and that man was able to vouch and say the they knew each other. They are both, you know, awesome people. This is not a scam. You should let them have the visa, and it was. I think June 25th when it was issued and he bought a plane ticket as soon as he could. And he flew in on July 6th and we were married on July 10th. Oh my goodness gracious. He flew in on a Monday (laughs) and we got married that Friday and three kids
1: later, we are doing well. (laughs) That is awesome. Oh my goodness. So things did work out, but I love, I love that verse about Jesus wept and that, If you're feeling down and sorry and sad and just things are not going well, that he will be with you in that, Mm -hmm. you know?
0: And there's, there's something interesting too about that story that I learned. Um, Lazarus had been dead for four days Mm -hmm. and that was a big deal because back then they believed that when a person died, the spirit would hang around the body for three days Mm -hmm. and so jesus had raised other people from the dead but it was pretty soon after their deaths but for this one he he specifically waited like he heard about lazarus's death and he waited he waited until he could show forth his power in a way that hadn't been shown before Mm -hmm. and i like to think about that when i am also waiting for god to intervene and waiting to to say okay like it's, it's it's been long enough. I'm, I'm struggling. Can you please solve this problem or help me or, or whatever it is? And sometimes I think he lets us sh- struggle a little bit so that when he does come, it's just such a, a miraculous manifestation of his power. Mm.
1: Oh, wow. I'd never thought about that story quite in that way. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's a powerful reminder. If, if we feel we're in one of those holding patterns in life where we're just being told, be patient, you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm tired of being patient. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Oh my goodness. What, What Bible verses have you found that apply to some of these concepts that you teach in your book? So I
0: think the comfort is a huge thing from the spirit. And I just love that... There's a verse in John, John fourteen sixteen. It's and it's Jesus Christ talking. And he says, and I will pray the father and he shall give you another comforter that he made a, that he may abide with you forever. Mm. And I just love that, that when Christ, you know, ascended back into heaven, he didn't leave us alone. You know, he gave us the spirit. He gave us this comforter to help us during our hard times. Mm.
1: That's beautiful and powerful. Well, Liz, we are so thankful that you came on the show today with us. This has been so, so amazing. And I'm thankful that you're able to share some personal life experiences of how the Holy Ghost has helped you in your life. And will you mind please telling us, first of all, where we can buy your book so we can get it and also how people can connect with you?
0: Yeah. Um, So my book, again, it's called The Holy Ghost from A to Z what the spirit can do for you. And if you just go on Amazon or you Google the Holy ghost from a to Z, um, you'll find that it's got this beautiful bright blue cover that I just love with a a dove on it. Um, and you could buy it on Amazon, um, target, Walmart, Barnes and Noble, um, the Cedar fort website, uh, which is where it was published. Um, and like I've shared today, uh, there are just so many ways the spirit can bless our lives. Um, and I talk about 26 of those ways. So it's a neat little book to kind of um, unwrap the gift of the Holy Ghost, so to speak. That is so cool.
1: And where can we find you? Um, so my website,
0: um, it's lizkazanji.com. And I know you don't know how to spell that, so I'll spell it for you. <laughs> so it's L-I-Z-K-A-Z-A-N-D-Z-H-Y.com. And if it's easier you could just go to ldsbooknook.com. that's where you'll find information about my podcast and there's a link to my website and there's a link to the book there as well
1: oh that is so awesome thank you so much for spelling that for for us and just so you know i will put those links in the show notes of today's podcast oh, yeah. just so people can easily oh, oh there it is i don't have to remember to spell how to spell cousin g you know yes yeah. <laughs> so. absolutely Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Liz. Thanks for for diving in and sharing some of the hard moments in your life and how God has blessed you with the spirit to help you and guide you and bring you peace and comfort because we all hit hard times and we all need peace and comfort in different points in our life. And it's just good to know that we're not alone, right? Yep. I'm very glad that I could share that because
0: It's something that's very important to me, and the Spirit can help so many people in so many ways, and I just want everyone to know that.
1: Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you like what you heard, subscribe so you can get your weekly dose of powerful stories of hope. I know there are many of you out there who are going through a hard time, and I hope you found useful things that you can apply to your own life in today's podcast. If you would like to access the show notes of today's show, please visit my website storiesofhopepodcast.com. There you will find a summary of today's show, the transcript, and one of my favorite takeaways. You know, if someone kept coming to mind during today's episode, perhaps that means that you should share this episode with them. Maybe there was a story shared or a quote or a scripture verse that they really, really need to hear. So go ahead and share this podcast. May God bless you, especially if you are struggling with hope to carry on and with the strength to keep going when things get tough. Remember to walk with Christ and he will help you bear the burden. And above all else, remember God loves you.